Think about this. The mood that you're in determines everything. We all sort of know your mindset determines your reactions. But in the last month, I've been obsessed with the idea of how real it is that literally everything that happens to you is a result of the mindset that you had going into the situation. Real life example. We're all eating and my husband says, gosh, mom makes great eggs and great French toast. Now that I think about it, we all only like the breakfast foods that she cooks. If I'm in a good headspace, my response is, wow, dad's got jokes, huh? You're welcome, darling. You are welcome. Or if I'm in a bad headspace, my response is likely, you've got to be effing kidding me. Do you know how many hours I spend cooking meals for all of you and then you guys all head up to your happy spaces and relax while I get to clean it all up? Are you kidding me? Now, if you know me, there's no bigger kick in the gut than what he said. I spend so many hours in the kitchen trying to make super healthy yet delicious foods that everyone likes. And I know he's trying to be funny, but I also know that there's some truth to what he's saying. But my reaction determines how the whole thing goes from here. Does it end up in a full-on argument because that was a hurtful jab in front of the kids? Or am I able to take the hit and kind of serve it right back and chalk it up to we all just don't take each other so seriously? Think about it. If you're irritated and someone says something irritating to you, you're on fire. You are basically waiting to get on fire. But if you're in a good, happy headspace, you're able to laugh it off or ignore it or realize this is a them issue, not a you issue, whether it's with your spouse or coworker or your kids, anyone in your life. So how do we hack it? I think we pause life and get back in a good headspace when we know we are off or pull back so we're not doing so many things. There's no point in being somewhere if you're in a bad mood while you're there. Today, we are deep diving into how our headspace affects everything around us. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. This topic is such a game changer in our daily lives. I'm so excited that we're hitting pause on life for a little bit and that you've decided to listen today because I think this is such a good topic on perspective. And I tell my kids so that they can kind of visualize it. When you walk out of this house, the glasses that you put on, the lenses that you put on are how you see everything. If you walk out of this house irritated, you're going to be irritated 50 more times before you get home. But if you do the work, and some days it's a lot of work to be in a happy headspace, to where you leave this house, you feel full and happy and fulfilled and rested and all the things, even if irritating things happen to you, you're able to shake it off. This whole concept is the most empowering thing, even though it's putting a lot of pressure on ourselves because we determine 99% of what happens to us. And I always say, we can't determine what actually happens to us, but we can determine how we interpret it, how we react to it, how we label it, and how we remember it. So we go out in the world, or even if you're at home, so much of the stuff that happens, 
we can't actually control, but the majority we can because we control what happens next. Say you have just like an awful coworker that you are convinced they are out to like make your life miserable. And honestly, you know, they must be miserable if that's their, if that's, if that's how it seems, right? If that's their perspective, if, if they're giving you heat all the time, but then you have to do that extra work. It's like exercises. It's like just how you would strengthen a muscle in the gym. I think it's strengthening your muscle to be prepared for it and get yourself in a happy headspace. So not only do you react well when something irritating like this happens at work or it's like, you know, the hundredth dig of the week and you just lose it. But here's the thing. You don't want to lose it because then like you lose. You're not the best version of yourself, even if they're being shitty. You know, like your response, if if you kind of give a jab back, sure, it's fair. It's justified if, if you know, they've been, you know, rude all week. Like you finally just can't take it anymore. But this isn't about them because that doesn't matter. We've already established this is a them issue. This is not a you issue. But even if they're being awful, you don't want to have a moment of being awful too. You still want to show up and be the best version of yourself. And I'm telling you, our headspace, I I can't tell you how much I've been obsessed with this concept for the last little bit because it's so crazy how how I just tried to hack this. I was so interested in doing a podcast on this and I was reading as much as I could and consuming as much information. And then I just practice it in my own life. And if I'm tired, exhausted, just like feel overworked or not slept enough, or if I just kind of feel like um, all the things I do for the family aren't aren't appreciated, right? Like if you just kind of feel unappreciated, it's incredible how the course of the day is different because you're kind of walking around with a chip on your shoulder. So what I tried to do is for the last few weeks, anytime I felt like I wasn't in my best headspace, maybe I was thinking about a mistake I had made in the past or thinking about a mistake someone else had made in the past, or I let like one irritating email in the morning, let me be irritated for hours. So anytime I would get off of my happy headspace. So happy headspace, let's define as you getting in your tens, you feeling full and present and confident and independent and just feeling good. So anytime I felt myself not in that headspace, I would recalibrate. I would say, okay, my kids have pushed me all day. I am just kind of like zapped on energy. Now what? And that's what I would tell myself. Okay, I'm not in the right headspace. Now what? And for me, it's one of two things. First, pause what you're doing and get in a good headspace, whatever that means. Maybe you had all these tasks you were going to do. Maybe it means doing none of those and doing, getting in your tens, whatever that is. Maybe it's a super hot bubble bath. Maybe it's stretching and listening to a podcast. Maybe it's going for a run. Maybe it's making like a big delicious meal that you love. Whatever it is, get in your tens. Get in 110 as quick as you can. Because this is going back to to you and your own personal happiness. If we're going to put all this accountability on us, we also want to put all this all this happiness and know what makes you happy, what makes you feel alive. And then you come back to life feeling full and fulfilled and ready for whatever comes your way. If you have kids, I think that this it, you know this more than anything. When you're wiped and when your patience has been tested, your response to something could be night and day. 
And what I've realized, if I wake up before everyone, I get my workout in and I get a shower in before anyone wakes up, I've gotten in, I've had my delicious coffee with collagen. Like I've gotten in lots of little tens and I feel like I am coming to the situation rested and strong and whole and like, I'm ready for you. You got it. So if a kid's breaking down, I'm just more patient. I have, I just, I'm, I'm coming to it feeling more whole and able to respond in a way that I like. Same thing if someone is coming at you with, you know, negativity or complaining or a jab. If you're full and you're happy, you're, 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 you're in your full, you're in that happy headspace. It's just like, you're just, you're just knocking all those things out of your way. Like, nope, not today. Nope, not today. Not going to affect me. I know you're trying to razz me right now and get me riled up and get me to argue with you, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm in a happy headspace and I'm not going there. It's incredible how much it changes. And it's really cool to see people's reactions. Like when someone says something super rude and you just don't play into it, you just simply don't. It takes so much self-control and so much willpower, but I just think, I'm going to still show up the person that I want to be, even if they're not. And it's kind of like, I feel like I've won, not like won them, but like almost won the challenge to myself. If someone says something super rude and sometimes I'll just kind of laugh, like not in a rude way, but just kind of like, because my reaction would be to be shocked and probably say something back or be combative, but it's so freeing just to kind of laugh and say nothing because like, I mean, they're kind of left with like, I don't know, their, their, their hands out like, oh, okay. Like that's crazy. But it's just, it's not worth. Cause we know where attention goes, energy flows, and we're just not letting it in. You have to protect your happy headspace at all costs. The other tactic that I do when I'm not in a good headspace, and I'm telling you, for the last couple of weeks, I've tried a whole bunch of different things. And these are the two things. Like I said, first, pause life and get in a 10. Make yourself happy again. Figure it out. The second thing is stop doing so much. Now, this feels very off-brand for me because I am all about like living adventures and saying yes to invitations and and living life. But the reality is you can't feel hundred percent all the time. That's just not realistic. So when I'm not feeling, and listen, I try not to, you know, cancel people on people last minute or anything that would be inconsiderate, but you don't have to do everything. And I think that I kind of got myself into this thing like, oh, if I'm committed to it, I'm going to do it. Or I told myself I was going to go, so I'm going to go. But there's no point in being there if you, if you're in an unhappy headspace. You know, and sometimes it might not even be, it could just be you're exhausted. Like you just don't have anything else to give. It's not, it's not always better just to be there, to say you were there or to show face or be there when you're not in a happy headspace, you, you don't want to be there. So the two things I've learned are don't do so many things and pause life and figure out how to get back in that happy headspace because it's all about perspective and it's all about the perspective you have going into different things. And it is just so fascinating, especially with close friends or family or a partner or spouse. You will see this the most because they're the people that are the closest to you. It's incredible if you are the difference of the situation, if you are feeling good, if you're in a happy headspace and you're, you and a situation happens, the difference between your reaction 
in happy headspace versus not happy headspace is night and day. It really is. And for me, this has caused, this has allowed me to avoid so many unnecessary conflicts because I think so many conflicts happen when we're just wiped, we're exhausted, we've hit our max, um, a bunch of little things have irritated us, and we don't take the time to stop and recalibrate before going into more life stuff. So this is what I think. I think you figure out what makes you happiest. One of the fa- my favorite things ever that Gary V says, I've been uh, consuming his content for years, and his whole message about gratitude and kindness is just so empowering. But one of my favorite things that he says is, people are the happiest when you get to do what you want to be doing. That's the bottom line. So figure it out. Because a lot of times when we're walking around with a chip on our shoulder, it's not actually about whatever it is that we end up losing it about. It's about the fact that like we're not making sure we're taking care of. Do you love your job? Do you love your routine? Do you love how you feel? Do you, you know, love your your where you're at money wise? Do you love where you're at, you know, strength and, and physically and weight wise? All the different things that come into our happiness. Like figure out what makes you the happiest and make sure you're making you're making time for that stuff. The other thing I had to ask myself is, am I ever looking for quick highs? I want to make sure that, you know, I'm always spending time on those tens that really make me feel good. Make sure we all need to make sure that we're not doing things that would be a good Instagram post or doing things because you see people doing things on Instagram, like, oh, I should do this. I should make sure I do this with my kids before before the holidays because I see other people doing it. Like, if it doesn't make you feel good, if it doesn't make you feel alive, skip it. Make sure the things you're doing are really making you happy and putting you in a good headspace, not just looking for those quick highs or material things. Again, this is why I talk so much about getting in your tens. And there's so much power in knowing what your tens are. Maybe it's a facial once a month or once a week or a Thai massage that just makes you feel so good. And even though it could just be a one hour thing, it puts you in the right headspace. So it lasts a whole week because you're, you're doing, you're giving yourself those things, those, whatever you want to call it, self-care or your tens to where you slow down and do the things that make you happy. Another thing I think is so important is to be alone, to be alone. And sometimes it's be alone with your thoughts or sometimes it's be alone without your thoughts. Do a hard workout, go for, um, I was going to say go for a hard run, but I think sometimes when you're running, it's so repetitive that it actually makes you think more. I like a hard workout that makes you think about the workout that it almost stops the stops the to-do list and the constant thinking in your head to where you can just focus on a hard workout and you can come out refreshed and you haven't just processed all the all the mental things over and over. But I think being alone and doing something challenging, getting uncomfortable can be so empowering. Maybe it's stretching or reading a book or like I said, making a meal, whatever it is, but spend time alone so you can really like refocus and not have outside energy. Speaking of outside energy, I think that not only does it help if we cut our complaining down to zero, but also stopping around people who complain. Even if it's close family or friends, you have to limit interactions with people who complain because it's going to make you complain more. And then you're in a complaining negative mindset. This happy headspace does not live in the same world as a complaining mindset. 
And listen, we all have things we can complain about, some way more than others. Some of us have dealt a really difficult, hard, hard deck in life. But the bottom line is, is today forward, you have so much opportunity and you control what happens. That's the best part is taking full accountability for what happens to you because it's just so empowering. You control what happens to us. No one else can ruin your day. No one else can control your happiness. I really think it's about looking forward and thinking, okay, from yesterday beyond, all we can take are the lessons that advance us. The rest of it, we have to let go and let go of mistakes you've made and let go of mistakes that other people have made because it's very easy to get in that fog and that kind of negative headspace when you start telling yourself, well, I started that business and that business failed. So even though I have this idea for this new business, it's never going to work because my last business failed. Oh man, I've done so much of this to myself in business because in business, especially entrepreneurship, you're putting yourself out there and you're taking risks and it's all about the journey and that's the whole point. But I've really had to do a lot of self-work to realize that yesterday's mistakes don't determine what happens tomorrow. In fact, you should feel more empowered by those mistakes because those are like battle wounds. Those are lessons. Those are those are those like valuable scars that we've earned that give us more of like a trampoline jump into the next project or the next adventure. Or maybe you've tried to lose weight and you've tried different things and you know, you end up going back to old habits that aren't desirable. So you just tell yourself like, I'd like to, but I'm never going to lose weight because I tried a couple times before and it didn't work. Like, yeah, but those are experiences that now you have under your belt. So now you know what doesn't work for you and you set up a new plan. And I'm telling you, having this alone time and being in a happy headspace gives you so much more confidence and power for tackling these new things. Even if there are things that you failed at in the past, It just gives you so much more power going forward. But I'm telling you, fight for that happy headspace. Ignore people who try to pull you out of that happy headspace when you can feel yourself slipping and you know you're tired and you're irritated and you have like depleted, you have no more to give. Pause and get back in that happy headspace. Say no to things if you have to. Um, Get in your tens. Don't, Don't worry about being selfish because listen, if you're showing up, as an irritated version of yourself, instead of the version that's in a happy headspace, you're not doing anybody any favors, your family, your kids, your friends. So I feel like it's better for me to say, okay, kids, like we're done early. Mom's checking out for a little bit. We're all going to go to bed early. You know, like, yes, they lose that time with me. I'm missing reading to my son before bed or, you know, laying with my girls and chatting. Like I'm missing that time with them. But if I'm not in a happy headspace, I'm not the version of myself I want to be anyway. And that's life, like being realistic with ourselves and realizing, oh, tonight, that just wasn't in the cards. But what I used to do is I used to push it because I used to say, nope, I've committed to laying with my girls before bed. I've committed to reading with my son. So I'm going to do it. And then I do it. And really, like, I'm just dying to get out of the room, not because I don't want to be with my kids, just because like, I'm at my max. I'm exhausted. I need time for myself. So I hope that kind of sharing those personal kind of like, you know, personal little moments kind of empower you to sometimes just call it. It's so much better because then everyone goes to bed early. Like I skip that special time that's important to me, but I know I wasn't going to show up and be my best self anyway. Let's call it for today. Let's get some extra sleep, get in some tens and like wake up the next day and be refreshed and be the full version of yourself ready again to like, you know, 
um, combat the negativity and the problems that come your way and try to, it just helps you stay in a happy headspace if you start the day in the strongest form of a happy headspace. You've gotten in your tens, you've had your alone time, you've done the things that make you happy. Remember Gary V's people are the happiest when you get to do what you want to be doing. It's so simple and it's so true. So when I feel myself getting off, I'm like, no, 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 let's refocus here. Like, what do I want to be doing right now? What's going to get me back in that happy headspace? And then work towards it. And also put in the work. Like instead of complaining, put in the work, whatever it is. Maybe you're bummed about your financial position. Then put in the work. Sometimes I'll, I'll say, gosh, I'm really not where I thought I'd be in this area of life or this. And then I thought, well, yeah, of course you're not because you really haven't put in the, the work. And I mean like the sweat, the hard work to get there. You want it and you've made like a, a, a few strides or a few habit changes, but like you haven't really put in the work. You can't be mad. What's the saying? You can't be mad about results you aren't seeing from the work that you're not putting in, something like that. And I think that's really true, but it's empowering to put in hard work and start to see the changes, whatever it is, in your bank account, in your body, in your business, with your kids, whatever it is. Stop complaining and stopping around people who complain. Instead, put in the work and force yourself to be disciplined and maybe give up some instant gratifications for the long-term payoff because it's hard sometimes like, I'll, I'll want to, I'll want to skip a workout because the whole family is laying in bed on a Sunday morning, but I have my workout planned. I know what it is. And so I do the uncomfortable thing. I still go and do my workout because like that, I want to get stronger and I want to build more muscle. So I've committed to myself that that's what I want to do. So I'm going to get uncomfortable in the present moment by getting out of bed when it's all warm and cozy and everyone's relaxing, get in my, get my workout in. And then I just feel so much more full because I'm working towards my goal. I'm putting in the hard work. I'm giving up that instant happiness and doing the hard work for the longer term goal. It just, it just feels so, it feels so good and it feels so empowering. But my real whole goal in this podcast is to make you actually realize that the lenses you put on, your perspective, your frame of mind, your headspace going into every single situation determines how the situation, how the situation ends up. It really does, especially if it's a conflict or something that could be a potential argument with someone you love. Oh, man. Or sometimes I won't even really realize. I won't be conscious and like I won't be conscious about it to realize that I'm not in a great headspace. And then something happens. Maybe my husband says something triggering, and then instead of reacting, I'm like, "Ooh, I realize I am not in a good headspace right now because what I was gonna say is not what I want to say. That's not who I want to be. That's not the hundred percent version of myself. So I'm just gonna hit pause right now, as hard as that is. Especially if someone kind of throws a jab your way, I'll just say, "Listen." I am not in the right headspace for this. I'm going to take a pause and circle back to this in a little bit. There is nothing better than that. Or the same thing, if you're going to get into like a text battle with someone or an email battle, the best advice I wish I would have known when I was 20 is never argue through email or text. You cannot get like context and body language. It's just not how it's meant to be. And most likely, even if the result ends up good or okay, 
you're going to go through so much because it's easier to jab someone that you're not in front of, you know, save it, take a beat, wait till you're in a good headspace. And ideally the other person is too. And then meet in person is best, of course, because you know, body language. And also you understand the person more. You have compassion and you can see how they feel and you can see eye to eye. I don't know, just a side note, texting and email um, conflicts never, it's never a good process ever. And I feel like I've just learned that the hard way, not that I've had lots of arguments, but just anytime, you know, even if someone gives you a jab, I, I just, I think it's the most powerful thing to say, hey, let's hit pause and let's have a discussion in person when we're both in a great headspace, because I promise you, you will save yourself so much pain and heartache and maybe a standoff and just getting all stressed. I really believe that stress on the body is something that it's so hard on the body and the body remembers it. So we need to be so careful about the headspace we're in, but also careful about the battles that we engage in. Try to show up in a happy headspace. If you realize you're not in a happy headspace and you're in a tricky situation, just hit pause, duck out of there for a little bit so you can reply in the way that you want and show up 100% the person that you are, the person that you really want to be. Life is complicated and busy and it's so easy for us to um, be tired and be worn out and not be in a happy headspace. So the challenge is when you feel yourself getting out of that happy headspace, stop, pause life as quick as you can, get in your tens, cancel things if you need to, and get back in that head, happy headspace and make it a priority because we know that the majority of what happens to us is a result of the headspace we're in. So our goal is to be in our homes and out rocking around in the universe in the best headspace possible. And when we feel like we're not there, stop and recalibrate. I promise you it's the best investment you can make for yourself and for your relationships um, because the best things happen when we feel the best. It's all about perspective and it's all about headspace. It's all about the words that we say in our head and the words that we say out loud. So I think it's so important to fight for that happy headspace and stay there and approach situations in a happy headspace in the best way possible. It's one of it's one of the best hacks I've learned for communicating and relationships and just being happy overall. I hope you learned a lot in this podcast and I hope that you are going to really prioritize getting in your tens and the happy and living in a happy headspace as much as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.